Hey, this is Nathan Jenkins from Loon Mountain Ministry, and I want to thank you for checking out our podcast today. We welcome you to join us, the trees, the rocks, and all of creation as we worship our great God. Enjoy the message. Good morning, guys. Uh, I'd like you all to read with me. We're going to read Job 38, 16 through 21, and then we're going to go through 1 Corinthians 15, 55 through 57. Have you ever gotten to the true bottom of things, explored the labyrinthine caves of deep ocean? Do you know the first thing about death? Do you have one clue regarding death's dark mysteries? And do you have any idea how large the earth is? Speak up if you've even the beginning of an answer. Do you know where light comes from and where darkness lives so you can take them by the hand and lead them home when they get lost? Why, of course you know. You've known them all your life, grown up in the same neighborhood with them. Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is law. But thanks be to God, he gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Um, yeah, <laughs> spoiler alert, this is not going to be a very uplifting sermon. My sermon title is Death and Dying. Anyone would like to leave? The exit's over there. But have a seat, and we're going to talk about death and dying. <laughs> um, you know, uh, we are all aware of the events of 2020, and uh, I'm only 38 years old, so I was born in 1982, and nothing in that 38 years uh, uh, on Earth that I am aware of um, ha- has the globe the globe, 7 billion plus people had the same thought in the same time frame. Now, maybe you could argue before I was born that maybe the globe had a similar thought in the similar time frame for World War II or World War I, but I got to thinking about it, and I think because of technology and the way word spreads, I believe that there was corners of the earth that World War II and World War I people had no clue about because there was no internet. There was no, like, the news wasn't global like it is now. And, um, oh, oh, how are we doing? Can't hear me? Oh, it's bubbling again? Oh, man. So I should just do, abandon this thing, you think? All right. Sorry, guys. I think we're going to give up. Well, that mic died. Check, check. How about this one? Can I come up a little bit? Can you hear me at all? Is that one better? All right, cool. And I know for our online folks, if that one is gurgly, it sounds like I'm underwater uh, online. So um, what were we talking about? Cupcakes and rainbows and kittens? No, <laughs> unicorns. We're talking about death and dying. And what I was saying is I-, I don't know of a time in history where the entire globe was thinking about the same thing. That, that I'm aware of. You, like I said, you might be able to argue that World War II or World War I. I think more people in the earth uh, this last year thought about death and dying, right? Didn't really matter where you were. We saw on the news that countries, third world to first world, were shutting down. We're just shutting down. And, and ultimately, the reason why they were shutting down was of death. They were trying to prevent the spread of of an infectious disease that could lead to death. So we, as a globe, in 2020, thought a lot about death. 
we as an organization and as a ministry, we're going through the book of Job. It's the book of wisdom. We've been going through the book of wisdoms. Now, we've had Job, and we've learned about this character uh, that has had an incredible test, that this test we see from the beginning is from God. Job doesn't know that. Job has had some incredible loss in his life, lost his family, lost his health, lost his wealth. He's lost a lot of things. Maybe it sounds like 2020 for you. Um, and God was silent. And we learned last week that if God is silent in your life, you better get something to write it down because God, when he speaks after he's silent, it is legit. And when God speaks out of a storm, we learned last week, he doesn't give explanations, right? When we're the kid who beats on daddy's thighs and says, why, why dad, why? God answers with who instead of why or who instead of where, and his who is, I am God, and you are not. I am in charge, and you are not. I know the beginning of time to the end of time. I know the plan of humanity. I know the plan of the world, and you must trust me. And so God is continuing to speak here in chapter 38, and God addresses this issue of death and dying. So today, I want to look at what Scripture says about death and dying. So we've talked as a culture, as a society, and as a human race around the globe about death and dying a lot in 2020. I would have to say it's probably been the subject that's been talked about the most, right? How many are dying? What are they dying of? What's the death count? Um, you know, never in my life have I ever experienced something where every day there's a death count that, that comes out. We talked about a couple weeks ago some of the worst years in history. And remember we talked about uh, 1348, the Black Plague went through Europe and it knocked out a third of the population. That would be the uh, United States right now losing one, uh, 100 million people. So I, I can imagine that they were thinking about death and dying in 1348. Um, and so anyway, we talked about death and dying a lot and we saw that death counts. So we want to see what the Bible says about death and dying. First and foremost, death is a disease. The Bible says death is a disease. And this comes from Romans chapter five, uh, verse 12. And what it's going to say is that none of us escape the disease. Right now, we're working by wearing masks. We're working by getting the vaccination. We're working by, by, by making you know, uh, spatial distancing so that we don't transmit the disease of corona to one another. The Bible says that death is a disease that no matter what mask you put on, no matter what vaccination you get, you cannot cure death. We, we pass it to each other. And it says this, As one man's sin entered the world... So death came by that sin, and death spread to all humankind, for all humankind has sinned. I know that is not a popular belief, but it is the truth of God's word coming from Romans chapter 5, verse 12. Paul said, death is a disease. It entered humanity when we did our own thing. And if any of you think that we were born good, and that our nature is good, and that nurture is what made us bad, and, and, and nature is what made us bad, have some children. Ever had a two-year-old in your household? 
You know, they're born sweet and beautiful, but I don't know if they were born good. <laughs> I was once a two-year-old as well. So first and foremost, death is a disease that you were born with. For death comes from sin. Sin is the virus, and the result of the virus is death. Number two, everyone will die. Everyone will die. Hey, Eunice, can you get your husband a drink? <laughs> he's, he's, is, can the online community here? Poor Nathan, you're good? Okay, sweet. Um, our our uh, technician over there needs a drink. Um, all right, so everyone will die. Hebrews chapter 9, verses 27 through 28 says this. And just as each person is destined to die once, after that comes the judgment. So uh, Christ was, was offered once for all time as sacrifice to take away sins of many. He will come again, not to deal with our sins, but to bring salvation to all who eagerly await him. I'm going to stop for a second. I've been doing sermons now for eight years. I can tell when I'm touching on something that you and I need to hear. And here's why I know. I have an issue where I have extreme ADD. I cannot focus. And right now, I cannot focus. I am hearing all kinds of noises, and I'm having a very hard time focusing. So I'm just going to let you know that the eight years I've been doing this, this means that you and I need to listen up. Because I'm having a very difficult time focusing right now. And I think it's because we're talking about a super serious, super deep subject, and that is death and dying. Okay, so number one, the Bible says it's a disease. Number two, everyone gets the disease, and everyone will die. This is really cheery. Maybe that's also why I'm having a hard time. I don't really want to preach this. I am a fun-loving guy who loves to ski and snowboard and watch football and eat good food and high-five and hug. <laughs> this is not a very warm and fuzzy sermon. But it's what the Lord has put in front of us. We're reading through the book of Job. We've asked for wisdom, and we're getting wisdom on death and dying, you and me, together today. All right, number one, it's a disease passed upon all men, all women, through sin, passed down from generation to generation, the Bible says. Everyone will die, the Bible says, Hebrews 9, 27 through 28. Next one, there is no earthly cure for death. The only cure for death comes from heaven. I love this. The only cure for death comes from heaven. And what's beautiful about this is it talks about it in 2 Chronicles 7, 14. This is thousands of years before the cure for death came to earth in Jesus Christ. I love this. It says, 2 Chronicles 7.14 talks about the cure for death coming from heaven. Then, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and restore their land. See, that translation of restore their land, in the Old Testament, that's equivalent to saying restore their life. Because without land and growing crops and having flocks, you don't have life. 
Hear that? When we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart, the New Testament says, we will be saved. And where does the cure from death come from? It's not earthly. It's not scientific. It's not medical. It's not financial. It's not popularity or fame. The cure from death is not on earth. It is from heaven. That cure is Jesus Christ. And here's why. Because there are two types of death. There is physical death, and there is spiritual death. And the cure for spiritual death is Jesus. There is no cure for physical death. And that's what we have to work, we have to come to grips with this. You have to understand, what do you believe about death? Physical and spiritual. The Bible is very clear that spiritual death is way worse than physical death. And that's one thing we don't want to think about. What we found in 2020 is that many of us are extremely afraid of dying. The word death and dying for myself or loved ones or neighbors really freaks me out. Really might freak you out. The Bible says that spiritual death is worse. And here's what it says, Genesis 2, 16 through 17. It says, but the Lord God, this is where spiritual death entered the world, by, by the way. But the Lord God warned them, you may freely eat the fruit of all the trees in the garden except for the tree of knowledge of good and evil. If you eat that fruit, you will surely die. And that word die in the Old Testament means spiritual death. Because we know when Adam and Eve ate that fruit, they didn't physically die that moment. They began physically dying that moment, but they didn't die in that moment. But spiritually, they died. What is spiritual death? What's the definition of spiritual death? Well, here it is in Genesis chapter 3, 23. It says this, So the Lord God banished them from his presence in the Garden of Eden, and he sent them out to cultivate the ground and work for the rest of their lives. Spiritual death is the separation from God. And that's why we fear physical death. Because physical death is the separation from our loved ones. That is really, that, that, that's a bummer. What the Bible wants you to know is that spiritual death, being separated from God, is worse. And in 2020, we have put forth an incredible amount of effort to avoid physical death. Why? Because we don't want to be separated from our loved ones. Loon Mountain Ministry, Marcus, people watching, our community, you must awaken to the fact that you must put all your heart, all your soul, all your faith, all your belief, all your strength into not being separated from God. Spiritual death. And there's only one way to do that. And that is to put your faith, hope, and love in Jesus Christ. The cure for spiritual death. The Bible is very clear on this. That we will all physically die and that we will all spiritually die. The difference is you are born spiritually dead. 
So this is very, a very important subject to understand, and the Bible is very clear. This is not gray. It's not like, well, I read the Bible, and I really don't know what it feels or what it, what it means about spiritual death and physical death. or I don't, It doesn't really address death. That's very, no. I've just given you probably 10, 15 verses, and I've only scratched the surface of death and dying. So I was on my way to pick up the soups the other day, and I don't know about you, but when I'm doing windshield time, I love to call people. And I love to call people I don't normally get to catch up with. I love to call people that, you know, usually I'm going to have an hour to an hour and a half long conversation with. And you know who one of those people are? My grandmother. My mom's mom, Grammy Bryant. She's pretty incredible, you know? And um, Grammy Bryant has extreme faith. My grandma Bryant does not fear death. And here's why she doesn't fear death. My grandmother is very secure in her faith in Jesus Christ. And the Bible says that those who are in Christ, and this comes from Philippians chapter 1, verse 21, for those whose faith, hope, and love in Christ, this is another truth about death in Scripture, for those who have faith, hope, and love in Christ, who are spiritually alive, death is gain, not loss. And so for my grandmother Bryant, yes, would she be really bummed to be separated from her loved ones? Totally. But would she be super excited and really stoked to be united with her Savior and full in full go? 100%. Now, if you're agnostic, or you don't believe there's a God, or you don't believe that there's life after death, you could easily look at my grandmother and say, well, you can have that faith, that faith Lavrina. You're, you're in your late 80s, you've had a great life, and so yeah, you're not afraid of death, right? You're, you, you know, maybe you don't really like life here that much because your back hurts or you're old or you can't do what you used to do. So yep, I can see where you, where you think that you have that kind of faith. So I was talking to my grandmother about that. I called her the other day, I said, you know, Grammy, I know that you have full faith in Christ and death does not scare you. Death does not make you worried. I said, but when did you come to that faith? She said, well, Marcus, I came to that faith long ago. But she goes, I'll tell you what my problem is. My problem is not my faith in God and my trust in him with my death. And see, that's what I think we as evangelicals, myself included, have gotten wrong in 2020. See, when I look at this sermon today, I'll be honest with you. Me personally, with my faith and the roots that I have in Scripture and the roots I have in my family and my, and my loved ones, death doesn't bother me as much. For me personally, sure, would I be bummed out? But it doesn't bother me like it might somebody else. But here's what my, my grandmother said. Because of my faith in Christ, my grandmother was the same way. She said, but Marcus, I need to trust God with my life as much as I trust him with my death. And here's what she means. In 1992, my, my grandmother was diagnosed with cancer. I was 10 years old, and I'll never forget going and seeing my grandmother in the hospital in Maine. She had no hair, and she was a, really a shell of herself. And uh, the doctor said, you need to come and say goodbye to Grammy. Um, you need to come, by, come and say goodbye to mom. Um, you know, this is it. My aunt recalls the story of my grandmother fighting cancer through the 90s, and she said when they used to get the call from the doctor and said, you know, your mom probably won't be here in the morning, they would hustle right down. 
after about eight months of those calls, they were like, okay, mom, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll see you tomorrow. Cause the doctor would say your mom might not be here tomorrow. And one of the things that happened to my grandmother in 1992, she's, she's the, the, the mother of 10 kids. Uh, I'm uh, one of her, I forget how many grandchildren, but it's a lot. And, um, in 1992, she's laying on the operating table and the doctor says, Levina, this ain't good. We'll try everything we can, but it's not good. And she underwent bone marrow trans, uh, a bone marrow transplant. And I've heard that that is one of the most painful procedures. It's a large needle that goes into your femur, takes your bone marrow out, and it replaces it with someone else's bone marrow. I also have heard that it's one of the worst to donate bone marrow. So those that have donated bone marrow, thank you very much. My grandmother is a recipient, and I still have a grandmother to this day because of it. But she said she laid on that operating table, and as, that, as that, that needle went into her femur, and my grandmother gave birth to 10 kids, so pain, she gets it, right? She gets it. And she did it in Rumford, so that's even worse. That's pretty rugged. Um, she said she laid on that operating table in 1992, you know, younger, full of life. This is supposed to be her glory years. She shouldn't be dying. But because her faith in Christ and because her present circumstances, she knew death was gain, not loss. And she said on that operating table, Jesus, take me, please. This is no fun. I want to be with you. I want to be in eternity. I want to be in heaven. I really don't want an eight-inch needle in my femur anymore. And my grandmother said to me on the phone the other day, I never heard this story. My grandmother said, Marcus, I heard God so clear respond to my request to die in 1992. He said, Levina, you trust me with your death. You've always trusted me with your death. I could have, you know, you, if you were faced with death in your 20s because of your faith in me, you trusted me with your death. But Levina, you're a control freak and you don't trust me with your life. And I want you to trust me with your life. Will you trust me with your life? And my grandmother said in 1992, a light switch went on. She's like, oh, I haven't trusted the Lord with my life. No, oh, my death, that was easy. But my life, that's my more difficult. And she said, yes, Lord, on that operating table, I will trust you with my life. And he goes, okay, well, I'm going to give it back to you. Now trust it with me. And then she went on to fight four or five different kinds of cancer through the 90s and early 2000s. And now she's in her late 80s and she's still loving the Lord, um, which is pretty incredible. And her faith really inspires me. But it was, what it was more inspiring to me was to listen to my grandmother admit that the Holy Spirit said, I need you to work on something else. Because I would say my grandmother's faith is rock solid, always been. So my sermon to you who are afraid of physical death, trust God with death and do it by confessing your sin and believing in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and that he is, is Savior to you. Because if you're in 2020 and, you, and death makes you afraid, the Bible says to put your faith and trust in Christ. Now, if you're like me and my grandmother, and death doesn't bother you, you're not off the hook. That's the whole point. You're not off the hook. <laughs> Trust Jesus with your life. I'm an extroverted, physical touch, anti-rule follower. I was ready to give up on life in 2020. I wanted to hug people. I wanted to do what I wanted socially, and I didn't want to be told what to do. And Jesus was saying, Marcus, trust me with your life. Trust me with your life. 
And so today, this is what I love about the gospel. This is what I love about the Word of God. It doesn't matter who you are in this room. It doesn't matter who you are online. If you're not trusting Jesus with your death, you need to. And if you're somebody here going, ha everyone's afraid of death in 2020, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm pretty good, actually. I trust the Lord with my death. Whoa. Take the mirror. Word of God. James says, use it as a mirror. Where's your hair out of place? Good for you. You showed your brother and sister where their hair was all whacked out. Have you looked in a mirror lately? You need to brush your teeth, right? And it, you need to trust God with your life, with your life, and not control your finances or control your ministry, Marcus, or control your children or control your whatever it might be. So that's the challenge today. God spoke to us from the book of Job about death. Death is the disease that came through sin. There is no earthly cure. The only cure is Jesus Christ and faith in him alone. It passed upon all humankind. It's physical death and spiritual death. The Bible says spiritual death is, is worse than physical death. But the Bible also says that you need to trust me with your life as well. Cool, we're all on the same page. I needed to hear this today. You needed to hear this today. Hopefully you on the couch needed to hear this today. The point is to trust Jesus. Only Jesus. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for my grandmother and, and stories from people of faith that are ahead of us in chapters that we can learn from people with faith. Thank you for my grandmother's you know, humility and being able to tell me that story about trusting God with, with uh, her life. Thank you for this team and this space. Thank you for your Savior, Jesus. Thank you that we don't have to fear death and dying. But also, Lord, we don't have to fear living either, because sometimes I think I fear living worse than I fear dying. Um, we don't have to fear either. We can put our full faith, hope, trust in you. We love you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. We here at Loon Mountain Ministry are committed to loving God, serving community, and enjoying mountains. We want to thank you for being a part of our collective high five this week as we seek to be a light in the White Mountains and all around the world. Please feel free to reach out to us at info at loonmtnministry.com so we can get more connected. See you guys.